Oh, you shiny, happy people. I've been looking forward to this so much. Meera, hello. What hello time is ji. it in, in the US? I don't know. Good to see you. It is 10.11. Yes, it's 11.11. You have to be careful. Good one. And like I told your mother, Ishan, you're such a lovable scoundrel. <laughs> Can't get enough of you. So nice to see you, man. And for the very first time, Tanya, we haven't met before. I'm Rishike. Good to see you. Yes. Likewise. <laughs> so Meera, I remember during Reluctant Fundamentalist calling you into my radio studio and much against yes. your wishes, chatting with you and playing you all kinds of music. So for me, it just begins and ends with music. Yeah. And I'm just so fascinated by this soundtrack. You have done it for me. You know, the fact that oh, you've that... got Ustad Shujat Khan playing live. You've yeah. got a Kavita Ji doing her ghazals without the music sometimes with the music. And you've got Alex Hefes, who I think you worked with in Queen of Katwe. And Correct. you've also got the lovely Anushka Shankar. So let's start with the music of it. Take me through that story. Well, I'm so happy that you feel the music as it's, I always say that music is the oxygen that, you know, draws me into making a lot of my cinema, but especially in Suitable Boy, because the way Vikram interwove the different worlds Worlds of class and character, using music, especially for Saidabai, for Tabu's courtesan character, that and finding Kavita Seth was just opened my heart and my eyes because her voice, firstly, was so much like Tabu's speaking voice, but also. Her, she's a female composer. She's an extraordinary composer. So we took the poems of Ghalib and Dag and Meer that Vikram had written in to Suitable Boy, the novel, and just asked Kavita to, to really compose them again and to actually create them to music. And so that was the beginning of the music. But then also, you know, the swing, the sort of the great brass bands of Goa that used to play in my childhood in the Calcutta nightclubs, you know, in Sky Room and Blue Fox and Fluries. And they were these great bands. And so that was extraordinary to research the 50s bands and to actually get that to happen. So that kind of mix, that plurality, that moving back and forth is for me a great joy. And then Alex, you know, Alex Hefiz and I have worked so beautifully together with Queen of Katwe. He's a very worldly musician. He's Egyptian, English, but very, very into Africa. And that's why Queen of Katwe happened. And then knowing Anushka, both of us, of course, do, many people do. And her sitar, even though it has the complete ancient sweetness of her father's playing, it has a real modern, you know, embodiment of what Lata is for me in our film, in The Suitable Boy, you know. So she, Anushka became kind of, for me, the voice of Lata in the music of it all. And then we went to Ashwin Srinivasan, we went to Shujat, of course, Shujat Sahib, I mean, Vilayat Khan Sahib, I can't actually live through a day without hearing his sound and to know his son in Shujat and, and to have the generosity that he gave us with Rag, you know, Khamaj and Jinjoti and, you know, whatever I loved, Oof. he played. It was a great joy. So I'm so pleased and, that and, you have. And what a pleasure, if I may add, what a pleasure for us actors to be there sitting there sitting. listening yeah. Play live. He actually played yeah. live. You don't us, get a, you, know? you don't get that experience with a mil paying a million bucks. This is the legendary yeah. stuff happening no, there. This and, is and, and, you know, it's wonderful. My father keeps telling me about Park Street and Usha and Usha Utub singing in Trinkas and Utub, Louis yeah. Banks playing yes. his jazz and things like that. So you brought back some Absolutely. wonderful memories that my, my dad has told me stories of. <laughs> it's completely like that. You know, I really it was a pleasure to evoke all that 
in our nightclubs. So listen, Ishan, you must be pinching yourself. I mean, Majid Majidi and now Meera Nair. Now, you know that that CV, that CV, people go through 50 years of their life, five zero years of their life when that happens. And it's happening really, really quickly for you. So pinching yourself literally, but on a I serious note, this, I mean, it's just beautiful. This 60 or 70 year old actor who's stealing my thunder having worked with them. <laughs> who is this? Who is this other actor? Most, yeah, actually nobody, but most people wait that long for even the chance is what I meant. See what I mean by such a lovable scoundrel. <laughs> he went through a whole interview calling me cake. Instead of Rishi cake, he called me Rishi cake. Rishi cake. <laughs> Because I was being nice to him. It was his first big budget launch. I mean, Karan Johar, Meera, I'm complaining to you. Karan Johar and, you know, the Humpty Sharma director, all these things. And I'm like, you know, the guy's getting a big, you know, commercial launch. Let's cut a cake for him. So I get a cake in the studio. That's it. And that's Mary Shamath. You know, for the whole interview, he just calls me cake. Rishi cake. Why are you calling Rishi cake? So anyway, we, we digress. Talk to me about Majid and then Meera. I mean, it must be so beautiful. It's, you know, I thank my lucky stars. I guess I was at the right places at the right time and yeah these are really really enriching valuable experiences lifetime experiences for me because they really set me on a certain journey as an actor and, and that translates into the person that I am becoming you know at, at such a young age to be able to work with such masters of their craft such wonderful empathetic wholesome people that changes you and I've been really lucky so far to have had those experiences both very very distinguished and you know experienced artists and filmmakers of course but so very different from each other you know, the roles in the films that I got to play in so very different from each other and and I think I've yeah in a way had um, the best of both worlds so I'm I'm very fortunate and very grateful for that. Tanya, when the series first released in the UK, I didn't even know it was a tabloid item, but you know, it just came on my timeline saying, actress of a suitable boy sprains her ankle. And I was like, <laughs> okay, fine. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching my password screened copy that some of us senior, senior journalists that get. And I'm going, is this suitable boy actor who sprained a leg? I mean, where is she limping or this and that? So you have to tell me, was that true? And then how did you and Meera eventually tackle that situation? It is true. Yes. Uh, I mean, I think it happened in the very initial, like, like the start of the show when we were shooting and I, my body, I mean, I'm, I was never an actor. So my body just couldn't take the pressure of being on your feet all day long. So it just, I don't know. I never learned how it happened, but it just did. And one day I go for this, I mean, I'm having some pain in my ankle and I go for this MRI and this CT scan and they tell me that you have a ligament tear. And it was so sudden, but the team adapted to it so quickly. I remember Ishan was called in and we moved schedules because I was supposed to be doing the tango at the time. And with the strained ankle, you sort of can't do that. It is a little sort of difficult. But we moved things around and you would see Lata sitting in a lot of the scenes. Body, body double. So one of the ADs on the second unit, she has a body structure that is very similar to mine. So Mirabi saw her and she said that you could actually play Lata. Right? I mean, we could, whenever we need Lata walking or anything, you could be there in the frame. And that is how we sort of made Lata walk and we made Lata come to life. So there is that one scene where I think Mirabi has talked about it in, in, yeah. in, a, in a previous interview as well, where Mahira, I mean, Rupa Mehra and Lata are on the opposite sides of the bed and Lata is sitting in me and unpacking her things and her mark tells her that that's my side and now Lata is supposed to like she's plastered she gets packs her things back and she's supposed to go to the other side 
So we transition very quickly, like where I'm packing, and I get up and get out the train, and the body double comes around and sits. So that is how it sort in of same frame happened in the same in the same frame, same shot, yeah. yeah, the same, same shot. <laughs> that was the yeah. challenge, Rishi. That yeah. was the challenge. It was a big challenge for me. We all smiled through it all, but I tell you, I had never had that where the heroine who is in every scene cannot walk for three weeks because we were preserving her to be <laughs> right for the six weeks to come after the three weeks. So we yeah. were very serious about not having her stand up, even you know. Yeah. But she's really an extraordinary pro in a sense that even in the seated scenes, she would never like show that there was pain if there was or it. Was was fully alive, fully alive. And some, I mean, necessity is always the mother of invention. And sometimes we have beautiful shots just because she couldn't walk for so sort of entering the Chatterjee mansion. You know, originally the shot was designed to take her on the back of her through all the different rooms, you know, but because she couldn't walk and we couldn't do that shot, we did the her point of view, which was a it came out to be an extraordinary steady cam shot that united all the staff and the characters of that house because we had the freedom of not following one character and so on but it was a real challenge i learned how to use doubles within the same shot in the same example that tanya has given but it interesting and and daunting now i think of you actually tanya because i hurt my shoulder and and i'm such a bad patient but this one was such a good patient she never let <laughs> us in we i mean she never quoted you know but we had to mira i'm sorry mira i'm mira i'm really sorry i had to put this in you are shouldering great responsibility <laughs> with you <laughs> sorry aapne kya badhiya that you must your, be your shoulder working. no no take care of your shoulder but i'm just saying i'm just saying a, a personality as fantastic as that deserves the name like richie cake <laughs> so you know you take the great novel and you you make it into movie series whatever i mean i, I look at that remarkable filmography vanity fair the perez family namesake kama sutra shantaram of course didn't work out whatever so i have filmmaker friends who say boss <laughs> I never made it in Yeah, you never did. So it didn't work. So I have filmmaker friends who turn around and say, you know, I don't want to spend too much time with the author. I'd rather just sit with the screenplay writer. How is it with you? You know, would you rather spend time with Jhumpa, Vikram, Mohsin, Hamid, or, you know, with the Andrew Davies of this world? Where do you stand on that? I mean, I definitely love the authors. I mean, I love, I have a great reverence for, for the work I love, not for everything, but for the work I love. Sometimes the authors like Jhumpa, really you know she thinks of both of us as the two mothers of the namesake you know that was her attitude is that just go with it but i would always include her any way i could but it was never about chapa chapi ke you know approving this or approving that you know with mohsin it was to actually work it out with him as a co-writer because he had written a novel that was a monologue of one person speaking and we had to invent the character of who he was speaking to so he was very collaborative in a screenwriting sense with andrew with vikram and andrew honestly before I I got involved andrew had done the eight one hour drafts you know which i rather liked definitely but i wanted to shift the balance of them from being a pride and prejudice kind of who will lata marry and who will she not marry to also having lata feel like the embodiment of our new india you know of the free india that was preparing for its first national election 
and that's so much in the book you know of this the political moment of that idealism of nehru that socialism of nehru the creation of a new voice for our own country so for me i wanted to bring that political and the personal voyage of lata of course with all the other characters of man and saida and that whole world that i've loved uh, so much you know but it had to be a real interwoven tapestry of balance actually so in this sense i started architecting that new 6 hour draft with andrew but very much with vikram speaking and living sometimes i went and saw him for 3 4 days in in england just to make sure that i was getting the hindu muslim cadence correctly to be in this this moment of indian time where it is so easy to be obliterated where it's so easy to miss represent or to be misunderstood but i really wanted to get the depth of the you know what amir bashir's character basically the nawab of better what he says that was not there in, in the earlier draft but it is there in the book you know it's like when he looks to mahesh kapoor to represent him in his constituency it says because he says people like you you know who know us muslims as our friends and experience and you know people like you will understand the heartland of this india you know and it is such a strange and different time now right so i wanted to use a suitable boy to really hold a mirror to the extraordinary syncretic culture that is ours the plurality of our culture both musically or character wise or friendships or lovers i mean it was so interwoven you know my mother would say you know we would have eid in the afternoon and then come home and you know light the candles for diwali that's how we all you know our parents have grown up but now it is a very challenged culture in that respect so for me that was vital to get that right well shabana ji and javed saab still live like that so you know hurrah yeah. <laughs> ishan never a dull moment with ram kapoor in the house man so you playing his son must have been so much fun the conversation yeah. in between shots must have revolved around food and more food and motorcycles yeah. and guffaws <laughs> tell me about that Well, uh, oftentimes the conversations between shorts were with uh, medical professionals because uh, <laughs> he's also violent. <laughs> ऑफ <laughs> story It is a very interesting story, actually, because at the time I was working as a copywriter, so In no plans of acting was 
Yes, no plans of acting whatsoever. I had done a web series prior to getting a suitable boy, but it was never on the cards for me. I mean, I never thought of acting as a career or a, or a profession full time. Yeah. And I come from a very business family, so my father was always like, "You have to get a, you have to get a stable job. You have to go in for your higher studies." So I was actually planning on quitting my job and moving to Melbourne my higher studies but a friend of mine who was in the theater circuit with me when i was doing theater in college he called me up and told me that he had actually shown my pictures to the senior casting director and they wanted me to come in an audition for some and he did not name the project he said it was confidential he couldn't reveal wow. the details but it was just something big so he wanted me to audition and i went in after a very long day of work of copywriting i met dilip sir there and he sees me and he's like and i reach with him i just read with him because he also sees that i'm very tired and the darling sweetheart that he is he says i see that you're tired do you want to like come in some other day and maybe read again he's like yes please because that is when i got to know that it was for a suitable boy and with me and i and i did not want to blow it up i wanted to give it my best shot so i go in some other day i read with dilip sir i need a few more scenes and he tells me that okay it might be a while before you, you hear back from them so just you know don't get your hopes too high and like okay sure I, whatever and I, it's been a while i don't hear back from sir i don't hear back from anybody and i've given up because i'm reading all these articles about who should be cast and who should be playing lata mehra and i'm like i don't sit there so maybe it was i had a fun time it was good and just let's leave it at that have a happy memory and just take it with you and then one day i i am planning on moving to melbourne now i've shortlisted shortlisted my universities i am all set to go and i get a call from sir saying that mira wants to do a skype call with you do you think that would be possible and i am elated like oh my god mira naya wants to talk to me is it actually happening am i in the shortlisting process still and i talked to niradi and this is my first interaction with her and my network is just absolutely horrible <laughs> i have so many missed calls from her on skype but my network just wouldn't connect and i'm like oh my god this is my first impression i it can't go i mean everything that is supposed to go wrong is going wrong and but anyway she was very she was lovely she was she was so understanding and i told her that sorry for the network issues but i hope we can pick it up from here and she just talked to me about the character and she was just so comforting and was she was so passionate and so lively and it was just lovely interacting with her and then she tells me that i if i come to delhi i would like to audition you in person and she comes to delhi she auditions me in person and that is how it just came about and then i get a call from mira actually yeah telling me that i am malata but i still don't believe her because at this point i've, I've gone for so many rounds that i'm sort of thinking that she's trying to pacify me and try to like convince me to come to some other meetings but yeah <laughs> But yeah, that is such a lovely stuff. Lovely. Okay, <laughs> I've run out of time. My last question: There is a picture of Shashi Tharoor and you doing the rounds, Meera Nair, from your college <laughs> days, <laughs> doing a play together, kind of like Twelfth Night in, yeah. in a Suitable Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His side, his yeah. side of the picture. It is Shashi Tharoor's right, side of the picture is a little hazy. So my last question to you is: Was he actually that good-looking in college, or has he just aged like wine? <laughs> <laughs> No, no. He was always good looking, and he had that. You know, we used to joke about Shashi's accent that his mother was pregnant while she flew over London because she never, he never <laughs> went to England. But he had that accent, you know. And the thing is, so we used to tease the pads of him, but he, he never got teased. 
properly. You know, he would just be Anthony. And yeah, we had fun, let shall we say. But I didn't really look forward to the kissing scenes, and I had to have them. I had a couple of them. But mazekiye, and we are good friends, thankfully throughout it. But <laughs> How lovely are you? How lovely are you, Meera Nair? Thank you, thank you for your movies. Thank you for being you, Ishan. Take care of yourself, Tanya. More part to you. See you guys soon. Cheers. Stay safe. And thank you so Bye. much to spread the good word. Okay, Mr. Yes. Cake. Bye. <laughs> 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 He's gonna stick. <laughs> <laughs>